Hey, welcome to Top Drawers Lead Loud Podcast. I'm Richard Mulholland. And I'm Justin King. So I just want to start off by saying this particular one. So the book we're going to, this particular one, on this oh, particular nice, talk, nice. The, the, the book that we're speaking about today, if you, if you haven't heard of it, you've been living under a rock. I mean, a very, very big rock. Yeah. So today we are going to be discussing the subtle art of not giving a fuck. No, no. The subtle art of not giving a f- asterisk. Oh, okay. the politically correct. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, okay. Me. So it's it's written by Mark Manson, and it's his counterintuitive approach to to living a a good life. So as I say, if you hadn't heard of this, you've definitely been living under a, a rock. And I did a little bit of research on it, interestingly. And to date, and thank you, Wikipedia. To date, more than six million copies of this book have been sold since it was published in September uh, 2016. And and then I decided, okay, I want to scratch it a little bit further because this keeps popping up, whether it's on a Facebook feed, LinkedIn, wherever it may be. I keep seeing this orange book. So I scratched around a little bit more on, on Amazon. And interestingly enough... Um, Wait, stop. I don't know what's happened. It's just failed and it started doing this uploading thing. What's September the 20th? Is that today? Yeah, it is today. So weird. It's just like stopped. And I was so good, but I like I like that you were going into the details. Very cool. Yeah, I'm um, See, it, it recorded two things. Okay, hold on a sec. I don't know what's happening. I didn't even I wonder if the connection dropped and then. You'd think we'd carry on recording, right? Maybe new. Ep- Let me try again. New episode. Um, did we ask Grant for the cover thing? Yeah, yeah, I've got all of that stuff from because he's on leave now as well. Is he? Yeah. Because cool. it's, it's a, a long weekend because she's a public holiday. Ah, yes, of course. Yeah, okay. so he's, he's gone climbing. It's probably good for him to get out of the city mm-hmm. a bit and go clear his head. And... Oops. <laughs> You're recording again. Yeah, clear, clear his head. <laughs> so, so okay. there are four, four more views. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Three. Okay, and then you just go straight into it and bomb it at exactly what you were yeah, doing. Yeah. I really like that. That was cool. Um, create your episode. Record. Hey, welcome to Top Drawers Lead Loud Podcast. I'm Richard Mulholland. And I am Justin King. And to start this one, I just want to say, if you have not heard of the book we're about to speak about, <laughs> you are living under a rock. Yeah, very large rock. Yeah. Um, we are going to be chatting about the subtle art of not giving a... Beep. Yeah, a politically correct. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, um, which is Mark Manson's counterintuitive uh, approach to to living a good life. So, this is one of those books that just keeps popping up in any social media feed or whatever it is. I see this orange cover wherever I am. So, I wanted to dig into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, it's, it was published in only not that long ago. It seems like it's been around for ages. Published in September 2016. And to date, and this is thanks to Wikipedia, more than 6 million copies of this book have been sold, which is, I mean, yeah, phenomenal. And then I decided to scratch it. I mean, Legacide is close. But yeah. <laughs> Watch out, Mark. Ooh, Rich is coming for you. Um, so, yeah, I started scratching around a little bit more. And uh, Amazon actually provides stats on the Sorry most. Sorry if you were distracted there. That was Mark driving past in one of his Porsches. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Amazon provides some stats on the most read books weekly and the the most uh, purchased or the most mm. sold books weekly. So I decided to start scratching around in that. And going back, I started in 2017. That was kind of just the page that my search landed me on. And in both categories, top three. And I clicked through a few weeks and it was top three in all of those weeks. So I jumped forward to 2018. 
Still mm. top five, top 10, didn't move away. Until this very last week, I was checking, and in both the most sold and most read, it's ranked, I can't remember which way around, but it's ranked ninth and still 15th. So it's still three, it's just over three years later now, he's still within those top 10 most sold books and most read books on, on Amazon. I mean, I'm trying to think about the last time there was such an evergreen book. I don't know. I, I feel like it was maybe Covey's Seven Habits for Highly Effective People or something like that. But this will be up there with the likes of How to Win Friends and Influence People. Like, I feel like we've created or he's written some degree of a modern classic, yeah. which which is quite funny because bizarrely, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. And that was going to be my, I was actually going to say that it's with all of that intro and build up we've just given it, they're, they're like, there are not too many fence sitters for this book. You either enjoyed it or it wasn't necessarily your cup of tea. Yeah, so Don loved it. Or other part and it resonated with me as well. I really yeah, enjoyed it. and you really enjoyed it and I didn't. I actually, bizarre, and this is going to sound crazy for people who know me, I, fe I felt that they swore, I felt he swore too much. So here was a mistake. Did you read it? Yeah. Right, so I, I listened to it in Audible. Yeah. And Jazz and I were driving. We both, like, you know, use colorful language. And we were driving along, and it was just like, hey, blah, 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 F this and F that and F this. And it started getting to the point that I felt like I had a degree of fuck fatigue. There was just, like, too many fucks in there. And, in fact, very quickly, and for those of you who know the format and talk to her, we always have a delivery dare. And one of the delivery dares, which goes back to a video I spoke about, you know, a while back, I talk about the importance of a well-timed fuck and that, as a speaker, you can drop in one in a talk and it's it's got great effect you do a second one and you're okay but start doing more than that then it just becomes a lazy adjective so we've actually challenged and it's tricky with this one but we've challenged people not uh, to do more than i think two fucks and yeah. the whole thing yeah we, we even said before we, we actually recorded it, it's the subtle art of not saying fuck in yes. this talk is exactly. what it's all about yeah yeah um so also, interestingly, it's it's perhaps not the typical kind of book mm. that we would focus on for for talk draw. Um, it's more of a it probably falls in the self help, or it does. It falls within that self help uh, sort of category. Whereas we like to focus on on more business book related talks or business related talks. But I guess as a leader, right? I guess as a leader, your job, you know, as a manager, your job is to maybe just do the business stuff. But as a leader, your job is to provide insight to help your employees become or your team become better people. And I think some of the insights that are in the book. And that's the thing. So it's weird. Like I've listened to him talk on podcasts about the concepts in the book and loved it. And some of the content in the book I loved. But as a whole, I just I didn't. I don't know. I just maybe maybe there's just some mental block I've got on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, th I think it's value, and I think we. It's a really interesting one for me because the, the way we structured the talk as well is definitely personal value that that teams will get out of it. And then I think we've grounded it quite nicely to try and offer some sort of business value at the end, which we'll, we'll kind of chat about uh, right, right. a little bit further into the into the, the podcast. Uh, just kind of, so I read this book the first time, I think about, uh, about probably about two years ago. And like revisiting it now again and going through some of the summaries and some of the content, it, it's, it's interesting how many more takeaways I've got from it again that I've kind of forgotten about. So just like off the top of my head, the first things that I really took away and it's what we really speak about is, is, is choose your cares or care carefully. Um, that would be one of the big things for me that I got from it. And then one that I got now was with every positive experience has an associated negative experience, which is quite an interesting one for me to, to wrap my head around. And it's, it's, it's really the concept of something great requires effort and that effort is sometimes going to be shit. Yeah, it's like uh, what you're willing to suffer to. So right now I've got a goal I want to be able to do three muscle-ups. 
Uh, but that means waking up early, doing all the LSAs, doing all the pains, doing all the things, all getting to the point. And it's uh, at some point you got to work out like how badly do you actually want this? Uh, Craig Rodney, uh, a friend of mine, posted a, uh, a thing the other day uh, on Twitter, and he said, "I've lo- I've realized at this age, and I think he must be forty three. At, at this age, um, I don't hate myself enough to go through what I need to go through to get a six pack." Yeah. So, so he's decided he's not willing to, like, for him, a yeah. six-pack is not worth the amount of suffering it would take to get a six-pack. And I think that's totally fair. I remember when Don first um, described this book to me, he said to me exactly like that, like, what are you willing to suffer through? Yeah. And then on that so similar point to that, another kind of eye-opening thing for me, and it, it, it was quite a uh, liberating realization to come to, is the fact that there are winners and losers in life. And very often you are going to end up on the loser's podium. And I think what Mark talks losers about... Losers don't get a podium, loser. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what Mark Manson talks about in the book is this, this just generation of, I suppose, coddling. Mm. So kids nowadays will Participation get a... Participation award. Exactly. Congratulations, you participated. He has a gold medal. And it's, it's, it's a problem. I, I 100% agree with what he talks about in the book. But uh, yeah, I just feel it is, it's, it's a problem. Yeah, yeah, we're absolutely mollycoddling. And um, I, unfortunately, the lessons will then come later, right? Because you're always going to learn what it feels like to be last, but it might happen more in a work environment. Yeah. So just want to pull this back to the talk a little bit. So we, we're speaking a lot about the book. So we try to focus on three core, three big lessons with, within our in our talk, which we, we expand on. Um, the fir- first is, is really just to briefly out them is finding the struggle that uh, that makes you happy then we move into you'll never be satisfied if, if you have crappy values and then finally you need to take control over mistakes and your actions to see positive change and you so, can see that we i mean i feel like these ones would all be applicable to business and to people as well right like uh, what yeah. i mean if you if you looked at your business as a person you could quite easily define where it is and have that discussion with your team around that but also obviously the, the people in it yeah one of my favorite stories from the book and one of my favorite stories from that we've added in the talk as well is with Dave Mustaine and, and Pete Best and being a, a rock and roll story and then you being a rock and roll roadie. Um, not too sure if you would like to kind of touch on exactly what that was all about. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there's a guy called Dave Mustaine, right? And so he was originally uh, in Metallica and he was kicked out of the band. And, I mean, he went on, he, he kind of had this attitude of like, well, screw you. If you're going to kick me out of the band, I'll show you. And, uh, you know, that was the, led to the path for his future. Uh, he went on to start Megadeth, uh, where he was the front man of Megadeth. I mean, and they've done so well. I can't remember the exact numbers, but I, they've sold like something over like 38 million records. The problem is Metallica has still sold a crap ton more. So the so this um, Dave Mustang guy, he sees his life as a failure because for him, it's not that he's done 38 million records. It's that, it's that he's done, say, minus 25 million records than what his goal was. He's pegged his success at Metallica. Yeah, at Metallica. And, and you know, it's, it's one of the things I actually coach people as well when I try to coach them as speakers. I say to them, you know, your, your job isn't to be uh, the next Malcolm Gladwell or like you know, the second best Malcolm Gladwell. You want to be the best version of you. So you yeah. must be careful too much about chasing your idols. Um, but then you juxtapose that and, and he goes through in the book and he juxtapose that about against Pete Best. Now, so so Mustaine basically considers himself a failure. Pete Best, on the other hand, he was kicked out of a band called the Beatles, right? And he was ousted 
uh, he went on not to start another band to show them. He was like, yeah, maybe bands are not for me. Went, meets his uh, wife, gets married. And um, when people interview him now, he says, like, I see getting kicked out of that band. It's one of the single best things that ever happened to me. And he feels like a success. Now, you find yourself wondering, I mean, I mean, there must be some degree of regrets, but the bottom line is he is so driven by his values and his values were family and doing these things. And this became obvious and led to part of the reason why he was kicked out of the band in the first place. So it's, a, it's an amazing story about your values and your prioritization, which helps dictate what you want in life. And, and the bottom line is it definitely comes across the best had you know, better or more, was more attuned to his values. Not to say that one was better than the other. It's not really a judgment call, but then Mustang. And I think that story, I mean, it sums up so much of, of this book is like, what do you peg your success against? And what do you really choose to to care about? I mean, Manson says it's slightly different to that, but that's, and that's what we've actually called the talk as well. That's it's choose your cares. We could have also gone with care carefully, but it's, it's choose your cares. And we've only got a finite amount that we can care about and you can't just keep piling it in there. So I like care carefully. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Grant, will you make the changes? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and just finally, I think uh, the one thing I wanted to bring it back to was we always close our talks with a, a forward focus. And uh, I remember you and I chatting about this, mm. sitting there and, and thinking, she's, well, what is this one going to be? I feel like we're in Greenpoint or something. Yeah, we're in, in shout out to Jason's in oh, Green, yeah. Greenpoint. And uh, you actually hit it off. We didn't quite nail it on the head and you had walked off and then I got this little WhatsApp message and I was like, mind blown because I, I really liked it. And, and the way we summed it up and, and the forward focus that we, in the talk that, that the, the speaker or the deliverer will put to their team is, is prioritize with purpose and master what matters. Um, so that's really about choosing your cares in the work context. Yeah. Um, and I guess just as an aside, maybe a presentation tip, I always, why I like phrases like that, prioritize with purpose and master what matters. Uh, and you'll see, I guess, even the phrasing of this, but what, what rhymes is remembered. Like when you can create something that alliterates or has assonance and uh, it sounds like it's supposed to be a thing, people remember it like a thing. When you have, uh, if you come up with a cool concept in your business or an idea, make it sound like you wrote it. Don't make it a sentence. So we could have just turned around and said, guys, you must obviously prioritize quite carefully. And it's quite important that um, you go out there and you master things that, that are going to be important to you. That's not going to be necessarily remembered, but when it's prioritized with purpose and master what matters, people will take it away. Yeah. And that's the message you want to leave with your team. And I'd love to ask them, like, I would love you to challenge them on two sides. Guys, from a, from a personal point of view, like what what is the things you need to prioritize with purpose and what matters the most to you and then from a business point of view from us as a company or from us as a division or a team like what matters the most to find that what do we need to master to in order to get there and what do we need to prioritize uh, and you know purposefully to make that happen yeah no it absolutely opens a great opportunity for another discussion and, and for that feedback that you're really looking for from these sessions with your teams. And we did get some amazing feedback on uh, uh, from, now, well, I guess now from two weeks ago. And we'd really, really love um, you guys to send us uh, feedback on if you're delivering a talk. Every time, I cannot explain to you, every time somebody messages and says, I gave this to a talk and we got this feedback, I mean, it really, really makes us all worthwhile. We're still at the stage where we're putting it out there. We're working with our, I mean, I think we're in about 150 offices total. So every little bit of feedback is absolutely magnificent. 
100%. And yeah, and we'd also love to see uh, everyone in action. So my email address, justin at talkdraw.com, take photos, videos, whatever it is, and bang it through to me. It'd be awesome to see it. Uh, oh, feel happening. free to tag us on at talkdrawer yeah. on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, we'd love to see some shots of you or some little video clips of you or tag us in your stories when you're delivering to your team. That would be absolutely magnificent. And I think that is it for this uh, this week's episode. All right, so for me, stay curious. And me, lead loud. <laughs>